Fatback Double Feature. Uh, two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. What are you looking at? I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. <laughs> hey, there you guys are. This week, the guys go back to school with a pair of underrated high school movies. And the jury's still out on whether it's Nathan and Travis or Jerry and Bill. So just go with it. It's 3 o'clock high and summer school today on Six Pack Double Feature. You can put six packs of soda in here. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's Bill and Jerry in the morning. <laughs> hey, we got the fart machine and the can opener. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys are ready for another episode of Six Pack Double Feature Gang. Whoa! <laughs> it's crazy! The, it's the Tyson Toyota Six Pack Double Feature Studios. Just that little clacker. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we had horn and clacker thing. We have to stop calling each other Bill and Jerry. <laughs> or lean fully into calling each other Bill and Jerry. <laughs> I haven't made up my mind. I haven't either. Uh, for the time being, it's Six Pack Double Feature. I'm not Nathan. And I am not Travis. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, our uh, double O, double bond, double feature, double turd, I think you called it, episode of our James Bondery for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, uh, got a pair of high school, a disparate pair of high school, an odd, two different sides of two completely different currency coins. coins. Of high yeah. school movies this week. Very and different One I had never seen before. Man, I can't wait to talk about it. In the meantime, here's the trailer for Summer School. You know what we need? I mean, besides bread. We need a woman to appreciate what we have to offer. Freddie Shoot loves to cut class. Hates to do homework. Lives for summer vacation. Look, Freddie, you're a semi-charming guy and a real snappy dresser. You're just not the kind of guy I date anymore. Yeah? What kind of guy are you dating now? Oh, the kind who wears socks. And the only reason he hasn't been expelled yet is because he's the gym teacher. Oh, Mr. Shoup. At Oceanfront High. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. No, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. You in this class, too? Mm-mm. I'm teaching them. No way! Right off the bat, you show them who's in charge. Hmm? Please take your seats. Where should we take them? Who is in charge? I recommend this time, I pass. You're going to do well, Jerome. I can feel it. I've seen some of your students. Very scary. There's a very valid reason for summer vacation. The human brain needs rest. I know you guys aren't exactly fired up about English, but we're stuck here. We're trapped like rats. Tension breaker had to be done. Mark Harmon. You need an intelligent, sensitive man who can skate. Kirsty Allen. Do you know such a guy? Oh, they're hard to find. In the Oceanfront High Summer School Class of 87. They're as smart as you and me. You and I. All of us. Paramount Pictures presents a new film by Carl Reiner, Summer School. I love this film. It had passion, a plucky spirit. Dave, I agree with you. Thumbs up from me. Same here. To sum it up, I'm Chainsaw. I'm Dave. We'll see you at the movies. I don't... <sighs> 
I you said, do you ask me if I had something to come in on? I have, I, I have two things. And the don't share the second one. The second one escapes me mouth. right now because the first one is I fucking love my dogs. Okay? <laughs> and I, but I have seen them with my own eyes eat what comes out of the ass end of a cat, and I'm not. I'm not sharing. sharing a finger's worth of PB and J with him. <laughs> I'll give him some peanut butter like, and jelly on your finger, but you wouldn't be licking. No, I'm not giving it off my finger either. I'll throw it on the floor. There you go. You're going to eat what comes out of a cat's ass. You can eat peanut butter off the floor. Not, 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 not. You're not licking my finger. You dirty, fucking fiend. <laughs> uh, the other thing was it just occurred to me was like that man did the trailer. For Jaws. Percy Rodriguez. And probably Jaws the Revenge. Uh, probably the- your favorite Jaws too, as well. Fuck you. But. Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, that's right. That's right. Today it's summer school. I love this movie. This- I like this movie. I've probably. This was a cable movie for me. I'd probably seen this okay. a dozen times uh, before I graduated high school. I don't know the first time I saw it, but. This was the movie that I, I had a babysitter when I was nine. They thought they were renting this, and they'd rented Red Dawn. Oh, that's right. And then they made me watch Red Dawn, and then took it back and got this. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't going to freak me out. And then... Then the classroom scene where they... The horror prank. <laughs> yeah, where they rip each other apart happened. Spoiler, and, that's my favorite scene. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite scene, too. I can't... <laughs> But I have a favorite line, so we'll get there. Um, now I like I like summer school. It's an understated. You don't you don't hear about it too often. No, you don't. It's not like a, it's not. Oh, dude, Revenge of the Nerds, Porky's, and Summer School. No. And I always forget Carl Reiner directed it. I always forget that too. I forget that he, you, he's in it. He's Same. the teacher. Same. I, I even watched read- it, and I was like, "Who is that guy?" And I was like, "He looks familiar." Yeah. Should I know who that is? Fucking Carl Reiner. Seems like he would have a son that's a meathead. <laughs> the kid next door is a meathead. No, uh, I, I always forget that he's the teacher that on the last scratch off, he wins 50 grand and, and quits. Quits or, his job. Or at least quits summer school and takes off. I'm like, how do you not have this planned out? Also, I never remember teachers leaving the same time that the students did on the last day of school. No, they all stayed and had like a fucking liquor party. Yeah. Well, even if they didn't, I'm pretty sure that they probably had at least another day before they were gone. Anyway, just buttoning things up. The Is the score more Oingo Boingo than it is Danny Elfman? Because it doesn't sound anything like Danny Elfman. It sounds Oingo Boingo. Two years later, Danny Elfman did the score for Batman. That's so weird. Probably even less. Probably less than that. Because this came out in 87 and Batman came out in 89. This dark shit was brewing somewhere in there. Man. It didn't come out for this movie. It's like drinking a big cup of coffee and having a bran muffin. (laughs) I got a movement coming. I got a dark movement coming. (laughs) I don't know about you. When are you planning on releasing that? Summer 89. Summer 89. (laughs) (laughs) For James Bond, no. For Batman. Uh... This movie made me terrified of having to parallel park. I can see that. I was I was so scared of having to do it because Denise well, Denise makes it out to be like such a big thing. Well, she makes it out to be such a big thing, but also 
for someone who is that uncomfortable and scared of driving, the first thing you would not want to do is have someone attempt to parallel Make park. Them, and I, I Why thought, don't you get comfortable with the car first before you learn how to do that? And I thought that's what they were going to do. I like, still what, hate so the doing first it. Fucking th- I, don't, I can back up a truck and trailer, so it's not a big thing for me, but right. it's like not... I'm just to me it's a time thing. Like yeah. I can save more time just by circling the block and walking finding another <laughs> fifty fucking feet. I than, can walk two blocks <laughs> rather than dealing with yeah, barking. And and I'd rather. Newsflash. Um I first how old were you when you first saw this movie? Early high school, yeah. maybe end of junior high. I was like eight. Which I'm not saying that was right. nothing for the most part. It's not raunchy. It's not even really like do you think it's rated PG-13 because of the one F-bomb and then the horror prank scene? I think it's a horror prank scene. And I think it's because they got that, they probably dropped in because they started cursing in the class towards the beginning. Oh, that's what Hey, what's your fu- fucking language? Yeah, that's And what they dropped is. the one F. I would have always told you that was Dweezil Zappa that played Chainsaw. And it's not. It's not. If you shaved his head, you'd probably, you'd probably go, oh, that does kind of look like him. I yeah. can see that. Who do you think wins in a fight? Chainsaw and Dave... Bill and Ted or Wayne and Garth? I think Chainsaw and Dave. Chainsaw and Dave. I think. They're dirty. Yeah. Then then probably Wayne and Garth because they're from Chicago. And I think Bill and Ted take the high road and they just try to be excellent. No, they just take the phone booth. <laughs> they, they take the phone booth fu- into the future after they've won the fight. Right. And boom. Learn how. Boom. Win the fight. Roasted. <laughs> Roasted, bro. Did you ever notice in this... Kirstie Alley's character is, like, instantly smitten with him. She's instantly, like... I kind of like him. I might fuck him. I might fuck him. <laughs> but and I'm then, not going to go on a date with but him. But then the next day, she turns on him and, like, hates him. Yeah. Like, the tension is there. All because his class was saying, like, boner breath, shit weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the nerdy kid house? Um, Eeker? Yes, Eeker. What about him? Just some. I think he. I think he, he didn't said, know how to curse. He said ball, balls or something yeah, like that. Something dumb. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Did you know that uh, Bill's stepmom Missy is in this? I did. It took me a minute to figure out. I was watching. I think was it Kim. This is his ex girlfriend, and I'm watching it going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, she looks familiar. I she, kept thinking no. that too. Who is she? She can't be. Hi, right, Missy. No. I mean, mom. I mean, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, your I mean, stepmom's hot. I mean, Missy. <laughs> Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. By the Bill's way, mom, he let's, would say let's detract for a second. As this episode is airing, Bill yep. and Ted 3 has come out. Hopefully. Hopefully. As of right now, you and I are sitting in a room. It's not come out yet, but the, the first trailer has come out. I'm kind of stoked. I'm, I'm hesitant, though. I'm hesitantly stoked. It looks... Death is in it. He is, and I'm currently. I need to rewatch. I'm wearing. You my, are wearing your death. Shirt. I'm wearing my death shirt right now. How's it hanging, Death? I need to watch. I'm a, I need I, to rewatch. I feel like Bill he's journey. I feel again. like Bill Sanderson is in it because George Carlin is dead, and they needed to have some sort of continuity. I get that. And he was more of a companion to them in the second movie than. I'm. I'm. Carlin was not a companion in the first movie, anyway. No, but he was in it more. He was in it more. I'm cautiously curious and excited about. I Bill am and Ted cautiously optimistic. It's written by the same guys who wrote the originals, so it's not like someone else coming in. Sure. And so I'm. I am cautiously optimistic. I mean, I don't feel this. like Keanu would throw his name on some bullshit now. No, he doesn't need to. He no, he definitely doesn't. He's need got to. Matrix the, money. He's got Matrix money. He's got John Wick money. They're called John Wick dollars. You can always spend them at the John Wick theme park just outside of Aurora, Illinois. These are John Wick bucks. <laughs> See that? 
It's for a three hundred thousandth of a cent. <laughs> three hundred thousand of those, you get one penny candy. <laughs> Come on through. All right. Uh, something I also noticed: another actor uh-huh. that I knew was in something else. The giant football player Jerome Beetlejuice. Yeah, the dumb. Hey, coach. Hey, coach. Which way to the men's room? When it came back. <laughs> When he came back, and I'm like, I looked at him again, and I went, no. That's no. the greatest joke in this movie, too. There's a lot. Of, there's that's some my favorite. Li- that's my favorite line. My zipper was stuck? My zipper was stuck. <laughs> that's a great fucking joke. Hey, man. I remember you. Where have you been? Bathroom. For the last six weeks, my zipper got stuck. <laughs> that guy that was stuck in the bathroom all semester got an 85. I think it was like 91 was or something. something. Yeah, it was like it was the highest score. It was like he really did pass. Okay. I recommend I pass. <laughs> My other favorite line was this in this one was Chainsaw Dave or Chainsaw goes, "You passed and I failed? You asshole. How could you do that to me? It was an accident. I'll take it again. I can fail. I I know I can." <laughs> <coughs> Um, C, 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 C. How do, I'm surprised he, he passed. Do you know what else uh, Dave was in that will come up later this season? Vern, you little son of a... He was Vern Tessio's older brother in Stand By Me. Oh, no. Which, in an it's ironic, been a little while in an ironic twist of me. fate, his friend, uh, Billy, played by Casey Sizemacko, yeah, comes up in the second half of this episode. Yeah. He's also 3D glasses and... Back to the Future. Oh, he is. Okay. Dork thinks he's going to drown. <laughs> my favorite line. Uh, my favorite scene is the gross-out scene. But my favorite line is the... <laughs> Tension breaker. Had to be done. I did that once in real life. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? I got one laugh out of it at the <laughs> uh, radio station back home. I was about ready to go on the air. And the way the building was set up, the studio was way down the hall, and there was like a figure eight set of hallways around it. And I ran out of the studio, ran down the hallway into the reception office, holding my face like Macaulay Culkin, screaming the whole time. Ran through the front office, through the secondary hallway down the production studio hallway, back into the studio. And then I walked back out into the reception office where the only person (laughs) was there to receive the joke was the receptionist. And I went... Tension breaker had, had to, be, to done. be done. She kind of laughed, and I walked walked back down and did my thing. Is there a reason why Shoop actually ends up at a male strip club? I always wondered that, dude. Like, because there was something that I thought he was talking about that led to it, but I I looked down. There and was, went, and I watched when I just I, I just watched I it did, a week ago. I, I watched it yesterday, and I still didn't grasp why he was I there. Feel like it was a deleted scene. He was talking to. He was trying to talk to another patron. And he says he's from Playgirl magazine. Like he's trying to conduct an interview or get Yeah, like what's he on about? I don't, you don't know. It's like, yeah, it feels like there was a scene that was deleted that explained the reason why he was like at he, Fantasia. He couldn't have gone to a Victoria's Secret store. He couldn't have gone to like, I don't know, any other place that women tend to Back congregate. Off. It's ladies night. <laughs> I'm like, well, I would imagine it's ladies night every night if it's at a male strip club that usually brings in the ladies. Was it a long way around to just make like a like a lighthearted gay joke? I don't know. I don't know. Like I, normally I, it's a gay strip club, but it's ladies night so they bring in the women for the all the guys. I mean, to maybe dance with the, yeah. maybe it's just a plot hole way around to for him to discover what uh He always had a familiar face. Was he in anything else that you knew of? Who? Not Timothy the, Oliphant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I, I think it's because name. he looks like Timothy Oliphant. 
I don't know. Okay. But I watched the special features on the DVD because I chose not to. News fucking flash. Hard movie to take notes on. Do you know why? Nothing fucking happens in this movie. Yeah. It's just an escape. It's it's very true. It is a day. That's why movie. That's what I was I was telling Lisa earlier uh, yesterday. Going, well, my notes on uh, summer school are done. That was only fifteen minutes. I know it's a ninety-four minute movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. No, I just said Travis said sent me a message a week before that. Going, uh, just FYI, notes are light, and I'm, I sent one back a week later. Going. Notes are light for me too. Typically, when I send Nathan a text that says "notes are light," hoping he goes like, "That's okay, I've got five pages." Unfortunately, I can, we... I can carry this, um, which is why we've already come up to favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't dislike this movie. It's no, just, it's a great was... movie. It's just it's a very lighthearted movie. It's I mean, like there's a there's a nice arc. Yeah, Shoop, Shoop has a little turn. Well, and the, the other thing that Lisa had mentioned when we were watching it, because she grew up watching this one as well, and she says what's fun is is there are archetypes that are in this movie that you see in other movies, but they're not the normal characters that you would see. Like they're not as dark and brooding as The Breakfast Club. Correct. They have more personality, and they all have some type of arc to themselves sure. that you normally don't get with a lot of other teen comedies. Sure. They're a little more developed than other teen comedies you know and i wouldn't call this a teen comedy no either. no it's more of a goofball comedy it's not a teen comedy per se but i i i agree with that yeah i think that's that's a nice way around to say it what what uh what doesn't work then? i was gonna say what does it work for you okay well i've got one i'd be like uh, i have yeah. five things but they're uh, nitpicky mine but. yeah fuck off dude i have yeah. tickets oh. very expensive tickets to hawaii <laughs> and you're not gonna Pull me in last fucking minute. I'm on my way to Hawaii right now. I'm sorry you can't find somebody else to fucking fill this guy's job who just quit. Also, he's an English teacher. I'm a gym teacher. You're the principal. I feel like you're more qualified to teach fucking English to remedial kids than myself. Yeah. So what you're going to need to do is fill the fucking job yourself because there's no way in hell that I'm doing it. Unless you're going to give me my $3,000 worth of non-refundable airline tickets back. Especially back then. Principal bite in the ass. Oh, yeah. Or whatever your name is. I never even... I never even made that connection going, yeah, you know what? And I, I know it's a goofy comedy and they just needed some sort hey, of... Hey, guess what? He's going to Hawaii, but unfortunately now he has to teach and, summer and school. You grew up in California, dude. Do people from where you grew up, do they go on vacation to another beach? Don't some you? people do. My parents went, but they went for their 25th wedding anniversary. For a guy who lives on the beach yeah. and then wants to go and fly six hours, eight hours to Hawaii where there's more beach. More. I mean, he's a surfer. But he's already living in Southern California. For the, yeah, I, know. I, I know it's a goofy comedy, and they just needed some excuse to get him a fish out of... Mark Harmon is a fish out of water. Yeah. <laughs> All Mark Harmon wanted to do was go to Hawaii. And bang Missy, or yeah. Bill's mom. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the only thing that doesn't really work for me. Other than, Also, I never was in summer school. I don't know how long. Is six, Neither was is, I. Is six weeks... Well, if you Brock is six weeks the, of normal. Now well, even summer. with summer school, summer school didn't usually start immediately after school. Like school was done, it usually summer was a school starts weeks. at three p.m. on the last day of school. Yeah, it becomes a second shift job. Yeah, I, I, I'm fairly certain that summer school at least started like a week to two weeks later. I missed the trash can. If you heard that, if not, that's fucking, what happened. Fucking trash can. Fucking trash can is closed, Ray. <laughs> No, I, I feel that summer school starts 
a, a week, maybe two after school, and then I get the six weeks to where it's a couple weeks and then fall would start again. So you get a few weeks off, you go to school. You get a couple weeks off, and then you're back. It like just a, felt like they like were done on job. Friday, and then like like Saturday started summer school. I stole one of your beers. Sorry. Okay, so I am drinking uh, Narragansett, by the way. The official, official unofficial, unofficial beer, beer of six pack of double six feature. I have five things down for what you're talking Okay. Number one, uh, the high school jock who got cut from the team because he uh, didn't pass his English class. He got, he got cut, cut off football jerseys. And he got cut from the football team in May. I don't know about California. Or he didn't make the team. Usually they would start in, practice in summer for... Yeah. I, I played football in high school for a year. Football practice didn't start until August. Yeah, usually it was over the summers when it started, so you were ready to go when fall started. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So little, little. I'm with you. Untimely. So Andy from Little House on the Prairie. Yes, thank you, Andy. I didn't remember his name. Who's the other one from Little House on the Prairie? Oh, uh, Liza Jane. She was a substitute teacher in the freakout scene. Yes, she was. She was, was, Alma- te- she was, was Almanzo's sister. sister. Yep. She was also a teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. She was a teacher okay. before. In true life, she was a teacher before Laura came to be the teacher in Walnut Grove. And Laura also wrote a nasty poem about her. Lisa nasty. is loving hearing all of this. Not really. Nasty. Christina might, my sister. But So Lisa hates Little House? She cannot stand Little House. But your sister... But Yeah, I grew up watching it, but it's been a long time. Same. There's an episode where there's like a bully that comes to the class, and he does, he does a poem called Lazy Lousy Liza Jane. Nerd alert! It's something to the effect of, well, the bully just reads the poem, and the last thing I remember is her is him saying "lazy, lousy Liza Jane," and her kind of taking it because he's a big, tall, you know, like Viking bully in Minnesota. Uh, But in actual, in real life, I believe it was written by Laura Ingalls about her. future (laughs) sister-in-law travis is starting a little house on the prairie podcast called next fall nobody but me (laughs) nobody but me gives a fuck no it's just that's the name of the podcast oh nobody but me (laughs) all right uh all right so the the high school jock he wears a cutoff football jersey Uh like i it just i don't get why he would wear that to school and it's all like just like under just nips yeah 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 all right uh, the nerd who has uh, to retake remedial English. What e- was it? Ge- eaker. Eaker. I am an eaker. Yeah. When he passes the class. Uh, he's just a little over the top. Kind of gets on my nerves. He's a, a little weird, yeah. It. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I'll give you this. Are you listening, Eaker? Yeah, are you listening, Eaker? You did a great job when you were basically the uh, negotiator for between uh, the teacher and school. <laughs> like what, Does management students, agree? Does management agree? How about labor? Yeah. Uh, Christy Alley's shoulder pads are huge. I didn't realize she had shoulder pads in this because I'm not being the least bit uh, facetious. I, I I I got lost in those eyes, man. Those misty cocaine eyes of hers from 1987. God damn. God, I, they're like the deadlights, man. When you when you're in there, you just want to float. Do you think the the crush that Pam has on Shoop is a little creepy? 
I think that whole I think that whole story arc is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Like as soon as it's like, even more creepy when it's like, hey, you can stay here for a few days. Really? No, that's no, that's all right. That might be okay. Like, hey, one of my students had like a fucking had a thing, and like she needed to crash on my couch, and that's cool. And what I did was I called CPS and I let them know that's what was going on, and I was looking out for her. But when they're having a party where he's supplying booze to everybody, and then he's in there hiding, and she comes in and lays on the bed like you know a married couple might, and he he gives that look like. I mean, he gets I out can... of there pretty quickly, but for no, a moment, he doesn't. He, he lingers. Yeah. He lingers. You know that thought crosses his mind for a moment. I don't. I mean, it's Courtney Thorne Smith. I understand. I don't see the thought crossing his mind in it. I, I see it as him going like, Jesus, if I was a bad guy, I could totally take this that way. And he right. lays there a minute and he takes the high road. It, the, but his, he waits a little too long. He's to, it, <laughs> I'm not laying on a bed with an underage anybody. Yeah, yep, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You need to get the fuck out of my bedroom, Courtney Thorne Smith. I can't believe I just said that out loud but. <laughs> her surf family seemed really weird all blonde like fucking vikings other again vikings yeah. we are here to, here to surf surf the waves yeah and trade negotiable bear bonds <laughs> we are looking for michael tandino <laughs> we are he has our family's german bear bonds um, bonds. The other thing that kind of bothered me a bit was uh, Mark Harmon playing shoop with a guy who likes to talk with his mouth full a lot. I didn't mind that. That Lisa was the same way. She was like, it kind of just it rounds out his character of a slob. Yeah. I now in real life, I fucking can't stand when somebody chews with their mouth open or smacks their food. It's the most. Lisa's the same way when it comes, especially when it comes to gum. Oh, like, gum. Oh. Why don't you go outside and chew that and come on back in here when you're done kind of thing. Yeah, if you're going to chew it, close your mouth. And, but, and there are times where if I have a piece of gum and I start to do that, she'll go, can you please close your mouth? I'm like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And it's not even that loud compared to others, but it's, it's just it will just grate on her. She's like, please. Lisa, you'll know. You'll be happy to know that I've read somewhere that, is, that having that hatred of that sound is a sign of higher intelligence. So <laughs> you and me, babe. <laughs> um, that actual thing is what played into my recasting of Shoop, which we'll get into later. But continue. What else doesn't work for you? Uh, that's it. Okay. I have down here, is it wise for a pregnant girl to ride go-karts? I never thought about that. Ooh, eight, between seven and eight months pregnant. She's, she's, who, Baruch, she's Violet Beauregard, dude. She's ready to pop. And then, you know what? I think I think the whole having to give the baby up thing... For adoption, I think that's what led to her downfall and her eventual uh, relocation to central Kansas where she tries to kill Tom Moon. I think that's probably why she's so angry. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. And it's not. not, it's not. What else were we watching that I was like, did you realize that's what's her name from Booker? Booker <sighs> Decker. Decker? It's the Tom, 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 what's his name? Moon. <laughs> M O O N. That spells Tom. <laughs> Ted Danza. Nope. Becker? Becker. TV show? What the fuck is his name? Ted Danson. Ted, Ted Moon. Ted Moon Danson. Danson. Jesus. Cheers. Kirstie Alley. There you go. Made the round. We, we came back. We're there. Three degrees of Ted Danson. <laughs> what does that spell? Ted Moon. Danson with the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a magic wand. Uh, it's kind of tough, but what if you set it in, like, Maine? Instead of Southern California, you said it in, like, fucking... Don't make it a Stephen King story, but... Okay, you have to remove the surf element. 
Not necessarily. They uh, still live on. They still live on the beach. It's oceanfront high. It's just in Bangor, Maine. It's not a Stephen King story. It's is just, Bangor, Maine near the coast? If not, it is in this. Isn't everything ocean in Maine hu- near the coast? All right, it's in fucking Coast Town, Maine. How about that? <laughs> it's not oceanfront high. It's Coast it's, Town high. It's, it's oceanfront in city. Cold, cold salt mist, Maine is the <laughs> name of the town. Or make them Canadian. I don't care. But they live on the coast in the far northeast where they don't get to go outside and enjoy the surf the same way. They're like – instead, Pam is like a grizzled, like, old – Sea captain? Yeah. <laughs> Arr, Yar! Shoop! Do you see the sets out there? Shiver Arr. me timbers. <laughs> Maybe make her a 55-year-old man with the beard. That makes the Shoop-Pam love triangle a little different. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Christy Alley's character really handles the walking in and Pam's there and made dinner. And, oh, she's, like, super welcoming. And, hey, we have enough food. Come on over. I she's not made, super welcoming. I she's, just made manicotti. But she, she's, she is, she's passive aggressive. Is she? Freddie, if you're going to have someone over for dinner, if you could let me know as soon as possible. Oh, not her. I was like, Christy Alley was not, like, immediately... Oh, you mean, like, I'm going to call the cops? Yeah. Because you're clearly statch-raping the 16-year-old <laughs> surfer girl? <laughs> it's yeah that whole yeah that was you could, it's just um, it's very uncomfortable all of it is very uncomfortable it's, it's i don't yeah it's weird <laughs> it's weird man it it made me it made me really uncomfortable as it wasn't like so what level of uncomfortableness uh green level mm. <laughs> so okay on the roy g, on the roy g biv it was the g i was 50 percent Fifty-three percent uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be blowing through this, but um, my well, if you, look, could, if you could recast or what? what are you my, say? Well, I I had one magic wand, but it was it was uninspired. It was remove the modern for the time inspirational song that plays during the test at the end of the movie. It just feels a little. That's what keeps it in the eighties for me. Yeah. Well, that's what makes it. That's little, why I have it, it in it, quotes for modern for the time. Okay, it makes it like cheesy eighties. Correct, is what it does. Yeah. Uh, if I had to recast it, I didn't go any further than Shoop because I was feeling very uninspired in my casting. God, dude, I was. I felt really I, uninspired during the notes on this too. And I'm sorry, audience, but I I, we, I really again, fucking tried, and I've got two. But you go. Ahead. I have one. Okay, so, I was just trying to find someone else that could fit the bill for charming and attractive for Shoop. Uh huh. And if it wasn't Mark Harmon, I picked George Clooney. Okay. Odd that you say that because I chose Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. And for Miss Bishop, um, Kirstie Alley's character, I went uh, Uma Thurman. Uh-huh. Like Uma Thurman, Kill Bill era. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose Brad Pitt for two reasons. A, what a snack. And <laughs> Betty Grable, what a dish. And B, uh, he loves to eat with his mouth open when he. Like that's one of his things. Oh yeah, Tom he, Cruise he running, almost, Tom Hanks yelling, Brad Pitt eats eating. Food. Yeah, eating he eats in thing. a lot of his scenes, yeah. depending on the movie. Yeah, um, and he can play that lighthearted. But no, oh, that's a good like. No, Shoop, that's a good Shoop takes a serious, like not fatherly turn, but he does like he has to. He takes it serious when he knows he has to. Yeah, but it's not the serious. fact that he comes in with the one fucking suit that he probably owns. <laughs> he probably tie, bought it from Men's short. Warehouse. A week You're earlier. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee I it. I guarantee it. I'm George Zimmer, founder of Men's Warehouse. <laughs> Those are the two I went with, uh, and I had to fucking kind of think about that for a minute because 
trying to put any objective. Trying to fill the kids would have been, for me, impossible. Oh, God. I mean, I almost tried to recast him with... But there's only four of them. No, yeah, that, and there's you can't do that. But I mean, eh, no. wait till you get to my recasting for three o'clock high. Yeah, it's it's a cop out, but it could work. Um, I don't remember. It's just been just long enough. All right, I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't get there just yet. Do you have trivia? No, it's you. <laughs> do you have a similar or equal film? <laughs> I do have trivia on this. Yeah. Um, my, my sequel, my sequel, or I can't even say the words anymore. Sequel or trivial film. Yes. My sequel or trivial film. My comparable film would have been Mr. Holland's Opus. While thematically different, since it's more of a drama than a comedy, uh, Richard Dreyfuss plays Glenn Holland, a musician who falls back on his teaching degree when he can't get steady work as a composer. And he kind of grows as a teacher. uh, I've never seen it. It's really good. It's Mid nineties, I think. Oh, I remember 90, when it came 95. out. I remember when it yeah. came out. Um, he he becomes quite the influential teacher throughout about three decades from the sixties through the nineties. So the whole the whole movie takes place over like thirty years. Yeah, he shows up somewhere in the mid sixties, and when he's about ready to retire, so he never goes back to trying to be a composer. Well, he still works on it, but he just he has a family and has a kid and has other things and just keeps he works on music part-time but he just starts to pour his life into being a teacher and in that fact he real quick changes on, the lives real of quick on a serious note thanks to america's teachers thank you love y'all i'm gonna crush one like quint for you oh i need to finish that first yeah it's, it tastes the same when you crush it that's cool that's cool it makes it a little harder to pour it out though into your mouth <laughs> <laughs> tastes so good though once it hits your lips so good i'll do just one let me do give that back to me Okay, um, I went the opposite way, <laughs> and I went Revenge uh, of the Nerds. I went no. two years. What'd you say? Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Close. I went two years earlier. I went 1985. I went just one of the guys. Oh, that's what you handed to me. I haven't watched that yet. It's a r- semi raunchy teen comedy. I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay, there's not a lot about it, but like. It's not deep like this one. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's equally as as ass- shallow. The, the plot is equally as asinine, mm-hmm. just in a slightly different way. Um, female student tries to pass herself off as a male student. That's, and anyone who is of our age in their late 30s to early 40s have probably, se- if they haven't seen the movie, they've probably seen the box at a video they've store. totally seen it once. It's the girl with, in the locker room, the football locker room, and she's, she's got... holding I, two football helmets over her breasts. Yeah, yeah, and she's the only one facing the camera. It's a stupid movie, but at the same time, it's a fun, funny movie. I think it kind of tries to make a point... And in its eighties, mid eighties way, in its mid eighties way, it kind of does, but it probably Gets muffled or muffed. <laughs> Not entirely sure. That's my similar equal you film. Muffed it up. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it, give it. A, it's it's worth a pass. It's it's worth a pass. It's worth a rental. Yeah, yeah, it's worth a rental. Um. So give us some trivia before we go to our final thoughts. Okay. So as far as trivia goes, a few times you can see Mark Harmon 
Uh, he's got one of these things on his finger that I've got on my thumb. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I've been tracking it. A... Yeah, Lisa wonders why you're doing that. And I said it's because it was to deter from the COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it's lasted and, much longer than Brock thought of five weeks. We and it's lasted much. much longer than COVID, evidently, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone was bored with my thumb by week one. Anyway, um, he's got a busted like blood blister under one of his fingers. That comes from the scene when Chainsaw and Dave set his couch on fire. Oh, okay. Um, the fire got a little bit out of hand and Mark Harmon had to put it out and I guess he hit his finger with the, the fire the fire hydrant oh. yeah he hit his finger with the fire <laughs> that's how he got a bruise instead of a burn <laughs> it was a SoCal fire and I guess like you guys out there these are Mexican <laughs> yeah that was legit at that time because fireworks were illegal for you to have the only way for you to obtain fireworks in Southern California is if you got them and cro- got them to cross over the border from Tijuana into the states, or from just the American South. We don't give a yeah. fuck down here. What is that? An well, M- it's just everything. An M seventy, cool, fired yeah. up. Everything's dry. Everything's. You've seen all the wildfires. Everything burns for weeks mm, on end. Because there might be a god, and he hates California. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. the, the amusement park was. Do you know? Knott's Berry Farm? It was Knott's Berry Farm. It was Knott's Berry Farm. It was the corkscrew. So he actually called what the ride was. I guess there's no copyright on that. Or they got permission. How big is is Knott's Berry Farm? It was not huge. It was known also for the big farm that it was. Then they sold most of the farmland and... It became a an amusement park, but there was it was also well known for um, a restaurant. They had amazing fried chicken there, hmm. and they were also known for obviously their berries uh, specifically. And so, if you they're everyone, Knott's berry, yeah, <laughs> it's a Knott's berry pie. It's very good. It's like Knott's schnozberries. Knott's berries taste like Knott's berries. Don Knott's berries. But no, they had you. Every once in a while, you may see like a Knott's boysenberry this or that oh, somewhere. Okay. That's what they were known for. Okay, yeah, but they're um, right as the yeah. corkscrew. Corkscrew and Montezuma's revenge was another one. That's also Mexican. Yeah, um, <laughs> it doesn't have as good of an ending. <laughs> the school they use is the same school as guess. Mm-hmm. Probably many others, but most notably... No, I don't know. Karate Kid. Oh! oh what, I see what it trip, now. Okay. Trip, those of us from the east part of our country and probably most parts of our country is that you guys in Southern California, your lockers were outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird, dude. That's so weird to us. Like, our lockers were just, like, right on the wall. Yeah, we had... Yeah, they were, they were in a, their own corridor, but all the hallways, there was no... There's no hallways. All the classrooms just... In segments, you know, three on one side, three on the other, and little quadrants for your lockers. But yeah, everything was outside. That's so weird. It because for me, but it yeah, never, never rains in Southern California, right? Not enough to care. Wow, and never cold enough either. That's that, those are the two things. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, during the probably late seventies, maybe mid late seventies, Mark Harmon was actually a UCLA quarterback. I think I. Read that somewhere once. So some of his football yeah. his football moves in the in the movie were kind of watch my waist. Yeah, yeah. Based on real, I don't know. Okay. How. Um, Carl Reiner set up the shooting scene for the uh, the freak out uh, yeah, the yeah the prank on the freak out the replacement the teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To freak her out, he set it up on Halloween Day so that everybody could go into makeup that morning, get their applications put on, whatever their thing was going to be, so they could go. They all had 
like a costume for to go to a Halloween a, party later. That's at night. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. So they all I like that night. Whatever. What, I'm not 80? ready for high school. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, uh, yeah, whatever respective Halloween parties they were going to. I wonder to. if this is the reason why, for the longest time, whenever I saw in like zombie movies when guys got disemboweled, that because he's he's got this almost robotic look on his face, and yeah, like you said, helpless. It's just it's freaky, and he's got that the pencil, pencil through the eye <laughs> that chainsaw eats. Eats later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> take a bite. <laughs> they that's they all all the ruler in the mouth weirded me out that one was really weird and then pulling the tongue out was also creepy the uh oh the, yeah the hand chopped off that was wandering yeah. around and did you what? notice the dude who was the hand was from like one of the earlier scenes like the first scene when shoot first takes over the class and no. that guy walks out and disappears and then he comes back just to be in that was his fly stuck too freak- no i just i don't know <laughs> had to go get cigarettes or something <laughs> i don't um, remember that if you notice when they go to the beach and the Italian girl, what's her name, Anna Maria? Yes. She goes to start... We need to see her in a bikini. Well, well, she goes to undress and she takes all of almost everything off. They, immediately, go- they immediately cut to the next scene. She's fully dressed again. No! Like it's, just a, it's just a shitty edit. Oh, how funny. Yeah. I, that's probably one of my other favorite scenes is when Dave and Chainsaw... <laughs> she goes to take her top off. That's, not, like, that's, oh, not, oh. that's, not, that's not right. Whoa, 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 this isn't the Riviera girl. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's not right. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, something that I think is cool is that you never find out who the father of the baby is. I forget the character's name, but the pregnant girl. Yeah. You don't, you who, don't, it's just. Who transplanted to Kansas. Kansas to be mean to Tom Moon in that city of mannequins. Yes. I, I think it's cool that, I forget the guy's name, but Andy from Little House. <laughs> I think he's cool, just immediately sliding right in there to the, to be that role, supportive and yeah. everything. And but you don't ever find out who the dad is. She never mentions him by name. No, nothing. No, you learn nothing. But she doesn't come of, up. She doesn't come off as a slut either. No. So it's, it's like just, she's clearly just made a youthful mistake. Yeah. And it doesn't get harped on. It doesn't get. They don't focus too much. They make it real. Yep. And I kind of like how, like, even one of the nights where they're talking to. Where Andy is it? You know, his name is Andy, but you know they're talking to each other, and he's like, "So what's it like being pregnant?" That's a real question that you would ask when you're sixteen. 16 you yeah. know, yeah. So what's, that, what's that like? That's a good point. You know? But and she plays it off with like a not beyond her years, but she plays it with a a, f- a little earnestness. Yes, and I just they're a nice couple. I like the two of them. And I like the way their little story arc ends. I don't like that he ends up going back to being like a shoulder-thumping jock. Oh, yeah, with his dad in the final scene. Woof, 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 yeah. woof. Kill, kill, kill. Polar yeah. bear squat or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's all the trivia I had. Um, does it still hold up? Final thoughts? Uh, summer School is mostly a paint-by-numbers teen comedy that, that kind of excels mostly due to... Uh, Mark Harmon's charm and the refreshing zaniness and antics of Chainsaw and Dave providing, you know, a little wacky relief, a little wacky yeah. relief throughout the film. It's definitely not a think piece, um, but it's a fun escape. You know, uh, it always reminds me of summer when I was a kid uh, and is e- and it, it's an easily digestible. Uh, I can't think your audio dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> It's an easily digestible popcorn flick that you can put on and just play in the background. Either watch it or just you need noise in the background. Yeah. You know, on a Sunday afternoon. 
to kill some time. It's just it's, something it's, I forgot yeah. was um, the Hawaiian shirts that Shoop wears. One of them was actually worn by Montgomery Clift in the movie From Here to Eternity, which I think is the only reason they shot that bit at the end where they do where they make out on the beach. And, and the then surf. he makes out with his dog right before it goes to black. What is? Why does he want to lick that dog's it's face? It's funny, no, it's but not. it's gross it's at the gross. same time. <laughs> also, Kirstie Alley's shirt was almost already see-through. Bing, bing. In that scene before she got that shirt wet, so probably full on... Bink, bink. Bink, 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 bink. Bink. Dink, dink. <laughs> I love Wonder Mutt. He's a great dog. What a stupid name for a dog, I though. know, but he's such a... He's a sweet-looking dog. And I oh, and you, I but, feel so sorry for him when he throws Bob out into the w- w- ocean and just he's depressed until comes I don't want to play right back. now. Yeah. Also, not to be heavy, but I'll bet that dog's been dead five times You know, man, ever since I had... Ever since we lost Amity, every time I watch a movie and there's a dog in it, I always think about, I wonder how long that dog's been dead now. It's sad. As each day goes by, you're turning more and more into me, man. (sighs) Your German existentialism. (laughs) Your German existentialism is showing, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie, dude. It's It's, it's one of those movies that... No, you don't. You said you liked it. Well, I've changed my mind. We've you talked lie. about it for a good hour now. <laughs> it's got its feet in a couple different styles. It's not too wacky. It's not too totally raunchy. It's not too serious. Um, it can veer into the heartwarming, but it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't get. It doesn't linger. No, no. It kind of it puts on its blinker and it goes into all those different lanes when it needs to. Yeah, and gets where it needs to go. And you know, you've got you've got a a fun little character arc for Shoop, but he, you know what. It's not a character arc. Shoop has a fun summer. He doesn't have the summer he thinks he's going to have, but he has a fun... He might learn a little bit about himself. But he gets a new girlfriend, and yeah. she's hot. And you know, a year later, she moves to Boston. And she's not Missy. It's a low-key movie. It's not a title I get to you know, a ton of... It's a once every year or two. Every, every couple, three years. Yeah. I think I've probably seen it five or I six times. I had not seen it probably in 15, and then I bought it a few years ago, and I've watched it at least two or three times since. So... It's, it's, I enjoy going back to it. It's a fun revisit. Something you might have seen if you are friends with me on Facebook is uh, something that Jamie noticed the last time we watched it. When they're at the Knott's Berry Farm and they're doing the rabbits eating their faces scene, mm-hmm. there's a little kid just in the mix in the foreground and she's wearing a purple sweatshirt and the sweatshirt just says jogging. <laughs> Or is it yogging? <laughs> I'll link a picture of it. And uh, I, yeah, I don't. Just it's just this. It's just funny. this little fucking fat faced blonde girl, and she's squinting like, "What the fuck is going on?" And her sweatshirt just says jogging. I, I like jogging. The caption I originally made was like, "When I want to say sporty, but not too specific." <laughs> <laughs> jogging, jogging. <laughs> Thursdays on Fox. Uh, that's that. Uh, you know, in less than an hour. That 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 exhausts, I think, summer school for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to see what's uh, going on with Jerry? Yeah. And, uh, Buddy I think Revenge? I passed. I think I passed this test. I don't need to retake it. Yeah, me either. All right. My fly got stuck. I guess I should have known from the beginning it was going to be one of those days. His name is Jerry Mitchell. Hi, Jerry. 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 Hi, I'm I'm Jerry Mitchell. I'm with the school paper. <laughs> He just met the new kid in school. The guy's the closest thing to Charlie Manson ever seen. Now, we're going to have a fight today after.
to school. He's got six hours to get out of it. It's been quite a morning, Jerry. You'll say that again. He'll try running. I wouldn't leave school without a good reason. He'll try bribery. If I can get the money, do you think you'd do it for me? Ravel will never bother you again. Guaranteed. He'll try robbery. I hear you're giving Jerry Mitchell a hard time, man. Till finally... The fight is on. You and me in the parking lot. Three o'clock. Jerry's got a lot on his mind. Ten seconds. But he's not thinking about math or English. Five seconds. Because at three o'clock... He's gonna make history. There isn't gonna be any fight today! <laughs> you know, I do have a clip for this movie. Yeah? But I had to pull it. I From like to... way deep in the bowels of YouTube because no one's ever <laughs> no, heard of this movie? I had, I had to pull it from the, the DVD that I rented. <laughs> you rented a DVD? There are 10 clips on this uh, movie on youtube of this movie on youtube only but, 10 uh, of the 10 the, the big 10 that are there i think eight or 10 uh it wasn't the one that i wanted Wait, but and i couldn't stop it. There, there's there's literally only 10 clips of well this movie. i mean there's probably more than that but oh, i mean okay. even like like movie clips and whatever movieclips.com they actually have at least eight or 10 from this film I realize i don't have my notes out i felt naked um, Put your pants back on. Shut up. So you had never seen... I had never seen this before. Had, had, you, had you heard of it? Yes. I okay. had heard... Okay. I've known about it for probably 30 years. This is a first time viewing for me. I always saw this movie sitting on the shelves at the video store when I was younger, but I just never felt interested in wanting to see it. I should have. I mean, uh, Drew Struzan. Is it Struzan? The the artist who who's done, I don't know... Hundreds oh, of movies. So, posters. if you guys don't know, the this this second half of today is three o'clock high. Three o'clock high, and the artwork for the movie poster of the hand coming out of the clock and holding Jerry, all drawn. Yeah, very reminiscent of any other work that Drew has done for most of the eighties. He's known for doing Shawshank, Blade Runner, Mallrats, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Star Wars films. No that shit. Artist, he did that one of the hand gripping Jerry coming out. So of the he's clock. the guy that did the Alice Cooper. He's done the thing. Okay. He's done a lot of um, that one. Uh, no, it's the okay. one where you just see the lights coming out of the. F- oh, of the, okay. Of the face. Where okay. The face is. Yeah. That's. I wonder how much money went to him because this can't. I don't know. This cannot have been. A big movie. No, it wasn't a big movie. It was like a $5 million budget. They made $3.6 million in the theaters. It so wasn't that's, a, that's what we call in America a deficit. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make a lot of money. Did you, did you get, like, from the beginning of this movie, did you get, like, the quick cuts? Like, the, it felt like, like Ferris Bueller. A little, like, I wrote down it felt John Hughes-esque. Okay. Like, this movie wouldn't probably have been greenlit without Ferris Bueller. It was like a year later? year after? Yeah. yeah. What was the And a lot of a, a lot of John Hughes movies were released by Universal, which this is a Universal picture. So And you did trivia on this, so I'm looking Correct. forward to I wanted to do trivia on this so bad, but I guess I lost the coin toss. You didn't lose the coin toss. You wrote it down wrong 
because we changed movies, we added these and removed something else, and you didn't move your T over to the movie you're supposed to. So now you get to learn from me. Your mom wrote it down. Bitch. <laughs> We're, okay. Now, dealing with the audio issue, we had conversations about laundry, and it was really probably too long. Don't tell the listeners about the audio issue. Just oh. <laughs> ask me. Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> what Nathan asked me was, was I a messy, messy pile ki- kid? And yeah. I said to him, motherfucker, look at the room you're sitting in. And then you asked me. Do if, you fling dirty clothes, though, everywhere in your room? No. no. When I come home, I take my clothes off in the kitchen, throw them in the hamper, and then I get in the shower. Right. Because you work all day outside, and so your shower time is when you get home after work. Shower time is the power time, babe. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. I, <sighs> I, no, I, just, I, I do. Don't, I, I do don't grasp I, that concept of he had nothing to wear the next day for school. He left his dirty clothes everywhere, everywhere. All and then you grab clothes. your socks off of a shelf, thinking, "Oh, these might be safe." Where did they come from when you thought they were clean? All of my clothes. Your dresser. When I even for the most part now they they I okay. So on top of the, like the dresser in my bedroom, I've got a pair of shorts, and depending on what I've done, if like. The underwear I'm wearing right now, when I get done with this today and I'm done tonight, they're going to go back in these pair of shorts and just hang on the thing until I put them back on again. Because all I've done is sit in a chair all day. I haven't been out walking around in the world. And they might be they might be up there for two or three weeks. But the socks, no. They go. Because <laughs> you, when you pull your clothes out of the dryer, but you need a quick, or not out of the dryer, out of the washer, but you need a quick dry do you put them in the microwave we don't have a microwave <laughs> would you have put them in the microwave no because that's where not. that's where food, food goes, goes. <laughs> that's disgusting I, all i know is is if my parents had left for vacation who knows why didn't how they, long take they were you in fort lauderdale your sister they started a load of laundry for you but didn't put it in the dryer before they left that's inconsiderate also anybody who waits more than a day if that you don't get those clothes right back into the dryer they smell like football crotch. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it is so gross. I'm telling you, football crotch. Why does it wait for when I say football crotch to dip out? I don't know. Why does it? This fucking computer waits till I'm in the middle of making a point. It's like my it, wife or Brock programmed it. That's what it is. It's rolling right now. Yeah, because we're not talking. I'm not and saying. You're not making a point. I'm not saying shit. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh, reach for the gun. Yeah, Hans, go know ahead. you want to. No. Pick up the gun. Um, I love the camera work in this movie. Oh, exactly. Barry Sonnenfeld it's, was the director of photography. It's a little nauseating at times, and it's almost too much movement, depending on what it's doing, but it's so creative. It's conveying that, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Anxiety. It, it, for me, it's, it's just, it keeps the story fluid. It keeps it moving. It's Yeah. It's almost like Edgar Wright. Um, Sonnenfeld was the DP on this film, like I said before, but he was also known for working with the Coen brothers in their early work. Okay. He was the director of photography director of photography for Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, and then he also did Throw Mama from the Train, Danny DeVito, <laughs> okay. When Harry Met Sally, and Misery for Rob Reiner. Before he actually jumped in and started directing films, he directed The Adams Family, mm-hmm. Adams Family Values, mm-hmm. uh, Wild Wild Get West. Shorty. Oh, I don't want to talk about Wild Wild West. <laughs> Get Shorty in uh, a couple of the Men in Black films as well. And Wild Wild Some West. Of, yeah. <laughs> but 
I enjoyed some. I enjoyed some of his earlier work until Wild Wild West. Yeah, he's he, he's fun. He's fun. He was fun in the '90s. I don't think he's really done much else that's great since well, then. Probably great for him. Probably relaxing on a beach somewhere. Maybe. No, I think he's lives is in Buddy Ravel 25. What is? <laughs> well, that was one of my things that doesn't work. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to jump there, there's well, not a lot. But... All right. Well, hang on a second. Okay. So no, he's 27. Actually, I think this has a lot of the tropes of high school movie, but it's it's in some ways it's bigger. Correct. Like it feels bigger in scope, like a western. Almost. Yeah. Um, and it's darker than. I mean, I know Breakfast Club kind of got dark. Yeah. In in some ways, but it's it's definitely the least funny of a majority of his films that he's done. Sure. And this kind of has some similar tropes. It's got like you know, kind of the dirty hoodlum kid it's got the hot blonde it's got the weird neo-bohemian friend but most like, of the kids look actually outside of the leads most of the kids look like they're in high school because they probably were just extras yeah probably which maybe we'll get to in your trivia but you they they totally downplay that that um fetization of the hot blonde chick she's in like what two or three scenes yeah and he doesn't. And they push past it. Yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it, nice that they didn't. Yeah, they didn't hang on it. And you, you know, he's going to get with the not Molly Ringwald friend, but they kind of push past and that her spiritual too. guide. Yeah, with Joey or whatever, whatever his name, Hefe, Joey Hefe, <laughs> Joey Jeff, Jeff Joey, <laughs> Sebastian. I don't remember. What I think it it's Sebastian. And maybe call I my name. <laughs> uh, they take those tropes and they go, "Hey, see the trope? Okay, trope, cool. You gone. recognize the trope? Gone. We're we're gonna do a little bit different thing with this." And they do. I don't get around to this movie too often. Probably, I don't know, once every five or so years, because it's not a fun movie. I'm gonna watch it again probably in another year or so. I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray. It's got commentary with the director oh and, no shit and a sit down interview with the director and possibly two other it doesn't have like a making of that's okay but it's got, i would love to borrow that from you then because i the, the from the first time i saw this movie i have loved this movie this is a f- sort of subversion there's some interesting things about the this was a first time director when we get to trivia you'll okay you'll find some interesting this was a fun this is a fun subversion of the high school movie yes and that's what i really love about it what doesn't work for you uh, well, the first one is what we kind of addressed already. Casting a 27-year-old who looks like he should be working at the local docks. Was he 27? Yeah. No and, shit. And uh, Casey, I believe, was uh, 26. He, Casey Sismaco can pull high school he, yes. quicker than Richard... Roundtree? <laughs> it wasn't Richard Roundtree. Richard Tyson. Richard Tyson, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was transferred from continuation school, which... Was known as C school where I went, where where I went. C school was, pre-prison. It was hey, we haven't given up on you yet, but you don't get to attend school at regular high school at this moment because I knew people who were troublemakers that went there to finish, or that were too busy doing other things or getting pregnant that went there. And so the fact that he went from C school or continuation school back to a regular high school back to gen pop means that he was probably trying to just finish and be done to fool the prison guards into yes. thinking that he had rehabilitated correct <laughs> um the second one was for for guys who were just in a fight and especially for buddy who got punched in the face with brass knuckles uh their bruises were very mild the next morning 
Other than Summer Camp Shannon with a power punch, have you ever been in a fight? Yes, but there wasn't much punching involved. So, eh, yes and no. It's like a 50% fight. I don't think I've ever really been in a fight. <laughs> Shannon power punch. Summer Camp Shannon with a power punch. Oh, yes, punch. with the power punch. I wonder if he listens. I doubt that because... You made fun of his name. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> the last bit was I would have removed the final scene involving Miss Farmer, the teacher, that he gets another the creepy report. student teacher fucking thing. Yeah, uh, but I be honest, w- dude. Be honest. It's less creepy when it's coming from a female teacher to a male student. Isn't that's it? because we're men. That's exactly right. Yes, but I would have removed that. I think the it's school nurse it- implying that Jerry's book report affected her in more than one way was a good enough ending joke on everything that happened. For right. her to come back the next day and, like, and then kiss him, try to finger blast him. Yeah, yeah. It was. That wouldn't have happened. No. It was it was fantasy, and it was now, unnecessary. Had they made all of that part of a fantasy that Jerry had yeah. as a part of, and like, then he, he snaps too, that would have been okay. But then making that actually happen in the movie, that's creepy, man. That was creepy. It's, it's creepy. That's, for me, what doesn't work. Um, doesn't it seem like <laughs> Associate Deputy Skinner... Was a dick in his first job as a high school security guard. Yes, <laughs> I had three people down, and that was a who's who in later years. Um, in regards to what doesn't work, we'll get to that in a minute. In regards to what doesn't what doesn't work, I feel like this movie kind of couldn't make up its mind. Did it want to be a John Hughes esque sort of? coming of age teen finding themselves finding out that you're not the only one that's weird like me kind of comedy did it want to be a john hughes-esque sort of dude kind of comes into his own without anybody's help or in spite of the fact that no one is helping him and he has to kind of face his own shit kind of a man that shot liberty valance or high noon kind of movie right it goes back and forth. It kind of waffles. Straddles it's, too it much. straddles, and it's like, make your fucking mind up. I understand. I get that. But it I think, it's, to, it also I think it's only like, feels John Hughes-esque because we've been more conditioned conditioned to John Hughes. And it tries to pull that wacky comedy thing a little bit with the... With it's, the fire extinguisher. Fire in, extinguisher when, and the... Uh, I do have a clip for the a favorite line. I just okay. remembered I have it saved on my phone. Um the fire extinguisher and the opening credits and the like the farcical way that he goes about like trying to get out of high school trying to get out of school if i was that afraid of fighting somebody that i, just I was leave. afraid would break yeah no i want to go to the fucking principal well, like, not hey, even that. i'm trying to do this and obviously most- everyone was against him too that was the other thing that i never made a note of but it makes me think about it right now it's like no one believed him it's not like he was a piece of shit in this school yeah, he ran the he student seen, store. He, yeah, he ran the student store. It seemed like everybody kind of knew him and respected him for the most part, and it felt like until, no one until, believed him. Until he had a problem, and then everyone's just like, oh, fuck you, Jerry. Come on. Just open the student store. I mean, I keep saying all that. I I, I love this movie. Yeah, but I get that. It may It's, as, it's, it's like with any... Uh, what goes too far almost is the fact that Jerry doesn't seem like the guy that would actually pull a 400 and... $89 out of the, the reg- yeah the register to pay 450 to another school bully to protect him to keep him from I wanted it to go like this like hey Tom 
Yeah, what's up? Hey, remember me? I'm Jerry. I helped you with your math a few years ago. Yeah. Well, you helped a friend of mine, uh, you know, Dennis, uh, when someone was so and so was picking on well, him. Well, now I got Buddy here. Well, he wants to kick the shit out of Jerry. Me. Yeah, he's he's trying to kick the shit out of me. Well, so and so had asthma. Oh, well, I'm a pussy. So can you fight this guy for me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, and I'll put this out now that we may discuss things that happen towards the end of the film and anybody who hasn't seen it and it's a very good possibility you haven't seen it's it, it's an under the radar it's, type it, of... it is a very under the radar uh 80s high school movie late 80s yeah but um i was surprised that he actually ran into buddy and paid the money to buddy to have him not beat the shit out of him and buddy like he takes the money buddy delivers to him one of the Two most valuable lessons Jerry's going to get in life. Like, yeah, dude, I'll take the money and not beat you up, but don't you feel like a fucking uh, pile of shit, shit like for a pussy? Not, for yeah, not, for, yeah. Like, and to that question, I go like, yeah, no, no, I'd rather not get my ass kicked. <laughs> but at the same time, I, 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 no, I'd rather not get my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a dean of discipline at your high school? <laughs> no. Dean, dean of discipline. There was no dean of anything in my high school. Uh, also, would you consider Jerry more of a nerd, a geek, or a dork? I would call Jerry a dweeb. Dweeb. That's a good one. Or a dork. Dweeb or dork is. I, yeah, I didn't see him as a nerd or a geek, and I think Lisa was the one that said no. He's more of a dork. He's not really a nerd, and he's not really a geek. He'd be a dork. It, the poor fucking dork. You know what makes him a dork is that he has a fucking job. <laughs> like the he, dork thinks he's going to drown. <laughs> that's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that a prerequisite for being a manager of a retail space? Is that you have to be a dork? Possibly. What makes him a dweeb in my book is that he wears a sweater. Like, the fact that he busted his ass to find a clean shirt, throw into the microwave to dry, puts it on, then puts a sweater on top of it. Yeah, that's what makes him a dweeb. Otherwise, he's just a dork. Yeah. And that's cool. I also love the Foley art in this movie. There's a lot of really good sound effects. And the fact that I didn't there's like that. How big the, is this fucking school, by the way? It's huge. It like Whatever school that they used is ginormous. Catholic but it's, University in the Vatican. But it's it looks awesome, though. It, it's almost... Is it supposed to look sort of like dracula-esque like a castle is it supposed like it's to too big and no is it supposed to pull that sort of like don't know draconian sort of not entirely sure terror uh no i don't think so but i do i love the foley art and and specifically when buddy steps uh With in his, his boots, boots and it's yeah. just boom 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 that is good. just I do adding that. that additional fear of, of, and of richard tyson presence. was 27 27. Fuck, man. Hey, we got this high school movie. I've been out of high school for a decade. Yeah, we got this high school movie. All right. He was a pro ball player, too, wasn't he? Richard Tyson? I didn't pull up any trivia. Nope, I'm sorry. That was his character, Kaz, in the the show Hardball. (laughs) The one season in Hardball. was a one season tv show but yeah i'll bet it was 
terrible. I'm sure it was. But I'd love it. This is what I also put down here. I'm like, there are some funny that guy actor or actresses that appear in this film, uh-huh. including Philip Baker Hall. Now, Philip Baker Hall, uh, he plays the police detective. He's been oh. in several uh, he Paul was, Thomas um, Anderson. He was uh, a library, library, detect- library detective bookman in that episode of Seinfeld. Oh, he hunts down, is it Jerry from the Tropic of Cancer or Tropic of Capricorn? Yeah, whatever. one of those. He says he returned it in 1971 or, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, he gives that whole, <laughs> he's a library detective. That's like an ice cream detective named Cone. Yes. Um, Jeffrey Tambor. Yes. <laughs> they should have kept that money in the banana stand is what they should have done. <laughs> I think Jamie and I made that joke. And then you said Skinner from the X-Files is the security guard. But then did you realize that it was uh, Yardley Smith as the high school uh, cheerleader in the the beginning? She's she's in the wraparound. Yeah. 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 I did notice that. Lisa was like, do you think she would ever would have had any other job if she hadn't been cast for the voice of Lisa Simpson? I'm like, probably not. That's her call to fame. She was in a few things. City Slickers is the only one that I know. Maximum, maximum Overdrive. Okay. She was in in 1986. She's been in a few other things that I've seen not she too long was, ago. I think, I think Yardley Smith would have had a... Sorry, Yardley Smith. Is it Yardley? It's Yardley, yes. You just want to say Yardley because it's Y-E-A-R-D-L-Y. And I listen to her podcast called Small Town Dicks. If you guys love true crime, uh, great podcast. Okay. Small Town Dicks. Yardley Smith is her name. Uh, I think she would have had a brilliant career as... Oh hey, that girl kind of character actress. Yes. Okay, um, if not for The Simpsons, she's um, probably buttload rich from being on The Simpsons. For I hope so because I fucking love do her. Do you know how she's the best? Yeah. Do you she's know how? Awesome. Yeah. Do you know how much actors and crew members usually make once a show hits past like seasons four or five? Once they go into syndication, syndication. it's the syndication money that keeps a lot of those. That's where the that's like where the hardworking American dollars are because they're on like syndication shows and mm-hmm. like that's what we're sticking our kids in front of when we're cooking dinner and right. bills and shit and it's like oh that's where the Idaho and mashed potatoes are advertised and that's well it says it takes two minutes for a full eight servings of mashed potatoes <laughs> <laughs> that's what we want that's who we are and that's who we care about <laughs> wasn't this shot in Idaho as well. Uh, Utah. Utah, yeah. The school... Please tell me that you have in trivia the other movie that was shot at the school. I don't. Fuck. I know that. I know specifically there was another There was not movie. a ton of trivia. If there was something else filmed at this high school, I don't know what it the was. The other movie was bigger, and it mentioned in a... I, I, like, I, I own it, or I've seen it somewhere, like a special features thing, where they mention... Yeah, also shot at this high school was the lesser-known movie, Three O'Clock High. And it's like, fuck, don't call it that. Just call it... Also ran three o'clock high. That is weird. For a second, the ghost of Hunter S. Thompson over here moved, and I thought someone was coming in the door. I thought I was going to have to fight a ghost, and it was you bumping him with your gigantic feet, goddamn feet, you fucking mutant. Did you notice the book? Don't be angry at me just because your computer's a piece of shit. Did you notice that? <laughs> Did you notice the book that Buddy Ravel was reading in the library? No. Uh care to guess if i did i forgot it's when it's when the other jock goes in to fight him yeah yeah. because i heard you i hear you're giving jerry mitchell a hard time the one punch and knocks over every single uh, you were we used to play football together and he was like yeah and you are the puss that always used to bleed and that's right goes to swing on him and then 
Buddy Ravel. Like you kind of under you, you kind of side with Buddy Ravel. I a little uh, bit, a little bit. Like that's he's a part. That's my magic wand. He's a flawed villain. My magic wand is, is I wish there was between five to ten minutes more of Buddy Ravel. Because I really want a little bit more about him and what makes him tick, not just what everyone else has said. Because obviously he's misunderstood, and obviously he's willing to just be the shit, not shit heel, but just be the tough guy. Be the bad guy. Be, be the, the bad villain. guy. Yeah. Because everyone thinks he is. Yeah. I'm comfortable with this. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with it. I'm just going to handle it this way. He's reading of Mice and Men. Oh. <laughs> I think is. I think it's great. Okay. Yes. I did forget about that. Um <laughs> for my magic wand. Actually, hang on a minute. Okay, yeah, we'll go we'll go magic wand. We'll get the favorite scene in a minute. Um for my magic wand, I said either let John Hughes have a go at it or and that's all I have. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> no, I just wanted I think Buddy the guy um, See, I think John Hughes would I think give... Buddy was under not Buddy. What's his name? Richard Tyson. I think he was underused a little in this movie. See, I disagree with you. No, hold on. I felt he was underused. I think he was purposefully shown as much as possible in order to create that mystique. I, and and, I, and I, that's what I like. And, and that's what I understood, but I, that's what I would want. John it Hughes may, it may make a worse movie. John Hughes would have turned him into John Bender. Okay. And you would have known why he was why he was. And it's almost like I said earlier, this is almost a Western. This is a Western. This could this could pair well with Roadhouse because they're both like modern tellings of Western stories. Mm -hmm. like Stranger comes into town. He's got a reputation and Liberty Valance or whatever. This is high noon. Right? This is high noon. OK. Liberty uh, Valance is different. OK. Gary Cooper was in high. Apart noon. from spelling, they're different. Well, yes. OK. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not lost on everybody, the title, 3 o'clock high, high noon. Yeah. It's just sort of a stranger rides into town. He's got a reputation behind him. And somebody kind of stumbles into his path, and dude's trying to prove how tough he is when he rides into town. And then fucking Radar O'Reilly has to... Yeah. <laughs> is the and, one that draws his eye. And with high noon, it was the someone was coming back into town, and he couldn't get anyone... The sheriff couldn't get anyone to help him. And so he had to face them all on his own when they showed up at noon. Um, what criminal is on time? Well, he's on a train, and the train arrives at. What train is on time? Back then, you ever traveled enough in the old west? It's or always a, on time, in a, or it's always late, or in a Utah high school. <laughs> hmm? Um, what was the other thing? All right, I have a favorite line. Sure, can I play it? Yes. Okay. Accident. You gotta be kidding me. Look at the place. Look at it! It's not accident. As far as I am concerned, whoever did this is a criminal. Whoever did this should be plucked out of our school like a burgeoning cancerous growth deep inside the colon. I couldn't agree with you more, sir. <laughs> the Was point. that the destruction of the student the, store? After he goes okay. and tries to cool <laughs> off fucking Marianne... Finger bottom or whatever the fuck her name is. Rotten crotch. Rotten crotch with the uh, fire extinguisher thing. Yes. It's, that's what I'm talking about. When this movie like tries to dance between... I think what's humorous is I never realized the, the almost over-the-top goofiness of him with the fire extinguisher and it spraying everywhere. 
It's farce. It's farce, but the fact that it converted into the fact that people thought that the student store got robbed. And then it turned into like this weird like vandalism. That's it. That's where it cuts off. Yeah. Me saying vandalism. I'm leaving that one in to just, just illustrate the fucking genuine laugh that we had. And joke. And joke of you not hearing this joke. Well, no, you stating that the guy was uh, the juvenile division detective. Yes. And me saying that he What does that pay? And you're like, 22 grand a year? And then you and saying, saying, plus, plus mileage. mileage. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both laughed. Really laughed. Like a real laugh that would translate to our audience. And for some reason, probably because something stupid I haven't done, like just updating the software. For how long? It's four years. Because <laughs> I don't want to pay for it. It's 100 bucks. Every time you update it, or hundred bucks four years ago and hundred bucks now. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe both. <laughs> I'm gonna make a call to Germany. This is a this is a Steinberg. That's no joke. <laughs> I tried to call to get something sorted out on this earlier. It's German, so they're they're awake right now, like waking up right now. It's it's breakfast time in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> All that said, if you could recast this, I don't you? like my recasting. Can I go first then? No, I'm not, I'm not crazy about I'm mine. Not crazy. Mine's a cop out. Okay, my recasting is a cop out, and the reason why it's a cop out is because I couldn't think of anybody, and then I was like, I have the two perfect characters that could play this and play it well, and it would be an interesting movie, and it would make money. Okay. For Jerry. Okay. Um, Michael J. Fox. Okay. I see that. Buddy Ravel. The guy Tom, that played Thomas Mick, Wilson. The guy that played Mick in Teen Wolf. No, that would have been better. Biff. I picked from Biff. <laughs> it just I was blanking so bad on this. I don't think that would have it would have that would have made money, but it no, wouldn't, it wouldn't it just, have been as good no. because of the name. Everyone would have been expecting more Back to the Future anyway, and it's I went with Gary Berghoff, nineteen seventy two. He's the guy that played Radar on MASH. Okay. Google him. You guys take two minutes and just Google Radar Mash. And I guess that's probably, your Jerry. probably Google Jerry Mitchell. You're like, no, that's Buddy. It's basically the same fucking character. A very weak, timid guy who isn't an idiot by any means. He's just physically inept and mentally not equipped to deal with somebody fucking with him uh, in that regard. And for Buddy Ravel, I went 1987 Patrick Swayze. I went Johnny from... Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze as the bully. Not really a bully, but a... He's got to play the bully. Two different weird opposing forces. One is it? Not really an opposing they call force. It, would you call him Bodie Revell instead of Buddy <laughs> Back off, War Child. Seriously. <laughs> or, and then I did what I always do. I went gender flip. I went for Jerry. J-E-R-I. I went 1999 Linda Cardellini. Freaks and Geeks era, Linda Cardellini. Yeah. And then I went 2009, Ronda Rousey. Uh, you don't need a jury to figure out who's going to win that fight. <laughs> Linda Cardellini. Ronda Rousey's going to whip that ass. Uh, those those would be my two. I'm not 100%. I don't feel super big about either of those, but I feel good about them. Well, let me go into I – have, I have two – I have a favorite line, and then I also have a favorite scene. My scene okay. is about a minute. Um. My favorite line is one of the kids from the AV club that says, pain is temporary, film is forever. <laughs> Who are those two guys? 
Don't know the play if they, they those two actors. Not sure if they ever amounted to anything. They didn't look familiar at all to me. Okay, they were kind of trying to do their best John Cryer from yeah, Pretty in Pink. All right, and then this is my favorite scene. Hey, you Jerry Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, perfect. I guess you heard that the guys in the accounting club have uh, come up with these pools. Pools? You know, betting pools on your fight this afternoon. What? Uh, look, I was just wondering if maybe you could try and maybe make the fight last longer than three minutes. Because, hey, I was thinking you could do a lot of footwork and shit, or, or, or maybe just run away or something. Because, see, my bet is that you'll last three or more minutes with Buddy. Yeah, I got faith in you, man. I think you're solid. You guys are making bets on the fight? Taking odds on my destruction? That's obscene. You're right. I wouldn't make that bet if I were you. Jerry, do you cut easy? Because there's good odds going in the stitches category. Stitches category? Yeah, it's something the accounting club came up with for this fight. You see, you bet on how many stitches it's going to take to fix Jerry's face. Whoa, whoa, save it for the fight. Remember, three minutes. I love the payoff of that joke. Yes. During the fight, he lasts way longer way than three, longer minutes. Than three and that, minutes and that guy comes back and he's like three minutes yes <laughs> yeah and those are not 100 percent sure it was the accounting club and they were all and he was wearing a, this red beret like uh what was what was the shark isn't working <laughs> what's the matter did the audio drop again um by the way if you're curious uh there's actually something regarding jaws in the trivia. Would you like me to go to trivia? Well, no. I, I oh, you okay. were. I was going to ask. Was was that guy wearing the beret in a, in a uh, a reference to the guardian angels that went around in the seventies? I never thought about that. That's very possible, but okay. I never made that connection, and there wasn't anything in in trivia regarding that. But there was something in trivia regarding Jaws. There was. What? What is that? Uh, do you recall when they go and watch the science uh, film in their science class, the, the Amazing World of Insects? And there's a piece yeah. of music that's playing. They did it. In, it. They did it in the Wonder Years too. There's a piece of music that's playing okay. in that insect movie that Jerry is watching in his biology class. The piece of music is called Out to Sea, and it's from Jaws. No shit. Lisa and I were sitting here humming. I was humming it, and I'm like, why do I know this? And then Lisa goes, that's from Jaws. And I'm like, I was starting to get there, but you beat me. She's like, I beat you too. <laughs> yeah, huh. the piece of music, yeah, it's a universal picture. And here's the thing. Steven Spielberg was an executive producer on this film. No shit. He chose to and requested to have his name removed from the credits. Not changed, but removed. He had his name removed from the credits. Huh. So as to why? Uh, He backed two high school or high school age movies Uh in 85 and then this one in 87. What was the 85? Fandango. Don't know much about it, but it was Kevin Reynolds' first film, guy who did Waterworld. Oh, okay. Um, and um, the Postman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but that's who was in it in Fandango. Um, Kevin Kevin Costner. Costner. So yeah, there's that. But I, I honestly believe that him removing his name from the project uh, caused the movie potentially to uh, not make as much money but i think it it's kept, under, i think he kept it more pure i get it and i think that's probably what he was choosing to go for 
I'm wondering if Universal was like, Steve. Steve. Come. Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Stevie. Just throw put your, your name. Put your name on it. Help you, us out. Help us out. Let's make, make some... Casey Says Mako a star. Make Richard Tyson a star. Instead, three weeks later, it's out of the theaters. Did it only have a three-week run? It was It was short. It may have been longer than three weeks, but when its opening week was one and a half million, it's only going down from there. Damn. But I believe that... Um, I don't. I, I don't know how well the movie was advertised as well. It doesn't seem like a Spielberg produced picture compared no. to the stuff that he put his stamped his name on. Doesn't. But I have a feeling that if he had stamped his name on it, it probably would have made money. Well, he probably would have taken a comb through it too. Maybe. Oh, what's funny is when they actually showed the final cut to him, he was enjoyed it and was happy with the film, but he was under the impression when he first read the script and got the idea that they were getting more of a karate kid, and they didn't. We already had a karate kid. Yeah. I, I think he was just under one impression and then went in a different direction, and this is the other bit that I have here. Uh, this was first-time director, uh, Paul... Um, very it's, it's Juno Juno or Joan Junow. John Now. It's J O A J O A N O U. Um he was heavily influenced actually he was heavily influenced by Scorsese's film After Hours. Um it's okay. Uh Griffin Dunn. I I'm in I I'm indifferent to it. I immediately cocked my head at Nathan like I've never heard of this movie and he looked at me I back like, like it's, it's okay. okay. Don't you're, you're fine. You don't need you I think don't. I found it on you, sh- just a man on a horse being hung out there. <laughs> do, 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 it's it's alright. <laughs> but usage of the ticking clock and a, uh, and their hero that was trapped and couldn't get out of wherever he was both had similar narratives. Okay. Um, the screenplay was written by Richard Christian Matheson, grandson of Richard Matheson. Correct. From the Twilight Zone. <laughs> No shit. Yeah. Uh, both leading actors, Casey uh, Zamasco and Richard Tyson, who portray high school students, were actually over the age of 25. No shit. And were both older than the film's director, who actually <laughs> got the call of a lifetime. He got to direct an episode initially on um, Amazing Stories. Steven and Spielberg. And then, then he got Spielberg to executive produce this film. Wow. Both went nowhere. Uh, I only have two bits of interesting casting trivia. <laughs> two other actors were considered for Jerry's role. Okay. I'll give you two guesses, and then I'll tell you. Michael J. Fox and Matthew Broderick. No and no. Kirk Cameron. I guess they were going for the other direction of, let's go for... <laughs> let's go for cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and Corey Feldman. I could see Corey Feldman could have I pulled could that almost one off see a little, Corey Feldman, but he was almost still too young in '87. Yeah, um, he wasn't mo- almost thirty. He couldn't have played high school. <laughs> the movie soundtrack was composed by Tangerine Dream and was the group's ninth soundtrack recording and their thirty-first album overall. Thirty-first <laughs> album, and their zeroth hit. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Miss Farmer's uh, scene originally only had. Oh, excuse me. Which which Miss Farmer? Miss Farmer. Because, damn. Yeah, Miss Farmer's original. Oh, God, I don't know how I typed this weird. Today, Junior. 
her scene was only one. They only had one scene for her, and it was in the classroom. The one where Jerry gets like... Jerry does the book report. Sort of punch drunk. Yes. Passes out, and then she he wakes did. up in the nurse's office, and then you get the lasting joke of it infected her more in one way. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't have detention. She creamed her jeans. <laughs> After the movie was completed and was tested, audiences desperately wanted to know what happened to Jerry and Miss Farmer, and the and the filmmakers uh, brought her and Casey back to film the last scene of the movie, where she walks into the bookstore and passionately kisses Jerry, which I think, as we both discussed before, is weird. Is weird and didn't would need to cost be there. her her job, job and her liberty. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jerry would have a statue erected in his honor. <laughs> Stature, statue. Which one? I was going more erect. I was going more erect. (laughs) An erect statue. Erect statutory. An erect statutory. (laughs) Nathan with the rare win, you guys. Everybody give him a hand. All right, Nathan. Let's make sure my joke goes through. Did the audio cut out on this one? Fucking (laughs) stop taunting it. Take the win. (laughs) Filmed in Ogden, Utah. Uh Northern suburb of Salt Lake City. And you can see... um, Party Central. (laughs) You can see the the mountain range that surrounds the entire valley. It looks such a gorgeous place. It's beautiful. It's the only time that you realize this isn't in Southern... They didn't shoot this in Southern California. Uh, like they played it off to be, yeah, kind were, of. Like, the beginning, the beginning. I, I shots, thought it may have been Florida because they went down to Fort Lauderdale. So I figured, well, maybe they're all in Florida still. Mm. But then you see that mountain range, you're like, that's not Florida. Well, the beginning shots, there are palm trees and shit. Are there? I'm pretty sure. There's only one scene. The, the driving that, scene. Yeah, the driving scene was shot in Los Angeles. Yeah, somewhere. The, and you see palm trees. That's okay. What that's what it for. is. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, normally, when you see a mountain range and they film somewhere in Southern California, it's going to look like. The hills Mars. that, like, the opening mash sequence, like the you and down Malibu, you know, that doesn't look like Korea. <laughs> and thus endeth my trivia. <laughs> Do you have a similar or equal film? My similar or equal film <clears throat> is a John Cusack movie called One Crazy Summer. Never seen it. I think it's 86, 87. It's middle age. It's 86, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, How I know that, I don't know. It's definitely goofier, but the story follows Cusack's character called Hoops, who, by the way, is terrible at basketball, uh, who, after graduating high school, goes uh, to stay with his friend on Nantucket Island. And while there, he he's uh, befriended by some locals, falls for a mostly unknown uh, singer-songwriter played by... Demi a, Moore. Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is bullied by a rich boy, Islander. Who directed that? I don't know. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. It's got, um, there's the twins. Mary-Kate and Ashley? No. (laughs) (laughs) You said Bobcat? It's Bobcat and some other actor. Tiger. Bobcat and Tiger Goldthwait. Yes. Bobcat and Tiger Cat Goldthwait. (laughs) But that's my... How I got this job? Carol fucking Baskin. By the time they hear this joke, it's 100% not relevant anymore. Oh, it's not been relevant. It's since. not been relevant since, <laughs> what, March, ago. February? Yeah. yeah. Um, I have three. Three? I have three. Yeah, I have three recommendations. Okay. Th- three similar or equal. They're all sort of different. One is generic. One is kind of specific. 
One is one I've touched on before, and I'm not quite sure why. Okay, so generic, any John Hughes movie, really. Yeah, I think I could have gone that route, but this for some one, reason basically, I'm glad I didn't. On the on a on a seventy percent scale, it sort of cops just the John Hughes tone of being an awkward, weird teenager. That and that's it. Doesn't do anything else with it. Doesn't do anything special. Doesn't doesn't change that formula in any way. Um, on a farcical tone, I would say the Netflix original series Dead to Me. If you haven't watched that, it's Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, and there's not. Uh, Anything there's recording. no there's there's no mistake that I chose Linda Cardellini for okay. the role of Jerry right. based on her role in the show Dead to Me. Fucking great show. Different kind of thing, but similar in tone as to like when you're in the when you dig yourself into a hole, you keep wanting to try to dig yourself out. And all you do you is just dig go your, you dig yourself further. Deeper. Yeah, yeah. So most of the time It especially happens in season two. Yeah. If you just <laughs> fall on the fucking sword and take your lick, it'll be over way quicker and that show is fucking brilliant okay. fucking love that show dead to me netflix and for some reason i've chosen um well i've got four actually oh god um keeping in the weird awkward michael j fox era high school comedy weird outsider dork theme teen wolf <laughs> wolf, wolf, wolf and for some reason i've encapsulated all of these with cable guy i guess because matthew broderick because Matthew Broderick is kind of bullied by Jim Carrey's character, who I Chip yeah, Chip, like Chip Douglas is his slowly name. Slowly bullied, like for, befriended, and then beats his ass yeah, in yeah. the end. Stephen, Stephen, you my lisp is gone. gone. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I went with that. Okay, I was heavily. Heavily day drunk when I watched this movie. Sedated. <laughs> no, I haven't been sedated in a long time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, that, that's why I chose Cable Guy because of the weird sort of. It's a different kind of bullying, but it's that's just Radar scratching himself. Okay. Oh, dude, be me on the couch at night, like watching a horror movie when Jamie's at work or Jamie's <laughs> out having drinks with a friend, and I'm. A couple of drinks in, like watching The Exorcist or something, and I hear in the other room, and it's just a dog. Is he st- under? He's the- under his church pew. Yeah, <laughs> scares the fuck out of me every time. How funny! I don't know if you guys out there in podcast land heard any of that, other than my but that's example. what it sounded like. But it sounded like somebody knocking on the door. It did, and it's just my dog scratching his ass. Um, yeah. Later on. Um, in 1987, Casey Sismaco would go on to be in one of my favorite movies. Young Guns? Young Guns. Um, also, one more thing. Uh, well, before we get to final thoughts. There was a show in the early slash early mid-90s called The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Starring the great and legendary Bruce Campbell. Uh, one episode features Casey Sismaco as a character named Frenchy Bearpaw. <laughs> All right. He's a French bandit with a bear paw as a hand. And then the principal in this that says, there's not going to be any fight today. And then Buddy Ravel knocks him the fuck out with one punch. Yeah. <laughs> he, in another episode of that show, plays a drunken sheriff. So, little connection there. I don't know if five or six years later, if those guys ever reconnected on the Probably not. We also talked about Richard Tyson a little bit when we did talk about Kingpin, because mm-hmm. he's been in three 
um, Fairly Brothers. Fairly Brothers movies. He's and he was in Kindergarten Cop. He was the bad yeah, guy in Kindergarten. That's what. Cop. That's the other thing I forgot to mention is one other things I wrote down. That was probably his. He peaked at in starring in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What year was that? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, that was nineteen ninety. So that was three years after this. There, yeah, and he was already playing like a, a father a, of a ten-year-old. Yeah, eight or eight, maybe. yeah, six-year-old even. But and the, that gap that plays, dude. I mean, he looks a little old as Buddy Ravel, but yeah, it's it's still weird. That's what I remember him most from is Kindergarten Cop because he plays a creep. He's a great. He plays a great bastard. I think he was. A I pro, saw I like think, two I or think, three dozen other movies that he's been in. I, I think he was a you. legit pro ball player, dude. I think he was like a like a lesser major league or a minor league guy. It might have been. No, he was not a baseball player. Surprised he's from that. No, that wasn't in my trivia. He's from where? Digging. I think he's from Alabama. Mm, okay. Well, that's about. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was not on purpose. I, that was my force gun. I think this. So, hit final thoughts. I think this movie always goes sort of unnoticed in the pantheon of high school movies because it doesn't have a big sexy soundtrack. It doesn't have a big sexy cast. Doesn't have a big fancy flashy director. Right. The director was more known for um, what did he this? Do? He did. He did more music videos. He did several for U two, including one. He did. And do, some he did direct stuff. any videos for me. And he did. Uh, that was a pun. Acknowledge it. Rattle and hum. The whole documentary. And, uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Acknowledge my pun. It was hilarious. It wasn't. Your pun is has been acknowledged. Thank you. That's move all I on, ask. Move on. Okay. Great. <laughs> great. Great. That's all I ask. <laughs> this movie can be dry at times, and while I said earlier, kind of tries to hang its hat in a couple of different lockers, so to speak. Still, it fires on enough cylinders for me that it's a. Oh God! Just tell him, Jerry. You know. Yeah. Just, uh, just don't. Just, no, you don't have to do that. Like, just ah. Uh, there's enough suspense, enough farce, enough kind of. <laughs> it's much more realistic than a lot of the other teen comedies and. I was going to say movies. false, t- false tension. Yeah, unnecessary tension. But yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's a little more realistic than because I wasn't bullied or picked on in school. But I mean, like, people fucked with me, but it wasn't like I didn't get fucked with any more than anybody else. But I felt yeah. that I felt the suspense when they're trying to get back in the locker to pull out the switchblade that they couldn't do. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Ugh, and the kids coming back to the clock and going back to the clock and 10 seconds, five seconds. I'm like, oh, he's not getting in there. <laughs> I think Buddy Ravel is a great, mysterious movie villain. He is. Um, That's misunderstood. He's probably a bit of a tragic character if you probably yeah. had a chance to. I don't like to be touched either, man. No. You know? Now, if you put your hand on my shoulder, I'm just going to go like, say, man. Why don't you take your hand off my shoulder? I'm not going to break your fingers. <laughs> Throw him into a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> Make him like he pissed on himself. Yeah. We're not talking about how funny, funny that was. Like, I don't care if you do drugs and shit, man. It's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Does he say do drugs and shit or smoke dope and shit? It's, uh, it's, it, he indicates one of those. And that, well, I forgot about that. <laughs> you only learn a few things about Buddy Ravel, and I think that's like he played football. And he may have killed a guy. He may have killed a guy. He was in juvie or whatever. You want to learn everything you want to learn about Buddy Ravel, watch the opening like 20 to 30 seconds while they're going and into I the high love, school. I love the flip of the script that at the end at of the At the end movie, with the credits. Where everything is out about Jerry. about Jerry. Yeah. But above all of that, I love the last thing you learn about Buddy Ravel is he's a fucking stand-up dude. Yeah. Like, 
he took his shit. He took like he called Jerry a coward for paying to not get his ass beat. Like, don't you feel like a piece of shit? And then he took the money and walked. And off. then he went like. And then Jerry was. And then Jerry. I fucking, believe Jerry's anger when he comes back on the fights back on. Yeah, I want fuck my, you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then Buddy loses that fight, and instead of fucking turning tail and running, Jerry comes back and he gives Jerry the fucking money back, and then he leaves. He leaves town. I f- that that is what makes Buddy not totally a villain. That's what's great about that character. Yeah, that's why I kind of wanted like, the you want five like, minutes to know why, but it's almost more fun to not know why. <laughs> you a, know, it was a banner fucking year in the old Rebel House. <laughs> <laughs> um, he throws down the wad of sweaty money right on the counter. And goes, oh, it's just, it's just crunched up. Like you can tell, he just he'd been balling it up in his mm-hmm. fist all night. No, but but I do has- love that he punched like several teachers. And he's not in jail. Yeah, that he's back the next day. Yeah, hasn't been suspended. He punched out the previous school bully. Knocks over all of the bookshelves. That was a cool shot. One take. The domino. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then knocks out the principal, and then another teacher or security guard, or was it the dean of security? One of those two got knocked out, and then the other one backed up because of it. Deputy Skinner got knocked out. That's what it was. And it was the, the dean the, of of security or dean of backed discipline up, yeah. backed up. But above all of it, I love that Jerry learns that sometimes in life the only way out is through. Yeah. The only way to deal with a problem is to goddamn drop your head and go through it. Mm-hmm. That's life. Yeah. I love finding these these hidden gems. Unfortunately, the older I get, the less often this happens. But today, you led me to uncovering a little treasure that was buried in the theaters back in 87 and took me over 30 years to discover. I'm surprised so fun that I hadn't seen it before. Oh, man. I was was hoping you would like it. And I I, I figured you would because it's it's a low key. Yeah. Just it's a nice, dry, little fucking fun little movie. I thought you would like it, and I was so glad you'd never seen it. Yeah. Um, I think 3 O'Clock High transcends most of the teen movies of the era. Uh, instead of focusing on bigger names, the filmmakers chose to just make the best movie they could with their money. And know? I think they did. And I think they did as well. Yeah. You know, screw the fact that they didn't make any. They didn't make their money back, really. Would you call this, a cult? Ma- Would you call this a cult movie? Possibly. Or on the... Whatever on this- the cusp of that? Sure, sure. It's just a... There was something that I, I came across that I pulled some of this trivia from. There was like the best movies you've never seen. Yeah. And this was on that list. Um, it's not just a cookie-cutter teen comedy, which is why I like it so much. The film also makes you appreciate the mechanics of filmmaking. You take pleasure in watching the camera movements mm-hmm. and the creativity that it took for them to put those they things together. They do a lot together. of like um, time lapse. Yeah. And like speed up and then... Yeah, and there's a lot of good, um, not dolly shot, but when they follow him and he's running up to the fence and tries to, he's being chased by the security guard and he's trying to get over the fence. Sure, um, Steadicam, Steadicam, good yeah. God, I'm or shaky I'm cam if you ready if you to do, go home. Uh, My brain is mush. <laughs> I can't think of those anymore. But it's just okay. if you're a film geek and you just love watching really fun camera work, that really just like hits those notes just perfectly. Um, I think Samasco carries the movie well. He, uh, playing like the overachieving kid that no one really hates. But no one but really he, likes. But no one really likes, and he can just kind of disappear into the crowd. Um, 
And while a lot of teen comedies from the 80s are really forgettable, this is one that should be remembered. And if you've been waiting 30 years to see this movie like me, uh, quit wasting your time. You know, grab the Blu-ray, rent it for three or four bucks off of Amazon. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Loves this movie. That's it. Do you have a... Do you have a chaser? I do. You, you want me to ask this one? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, quit taking it from me, douche. Okay. Hopefully you answer this one first. <clears throat> Jeff T. in Albuquerque wants to know, your wife is not feeling well and you decide to choose a movie for her. Well, <laughs> Jeff, you clearly don't know my wife. But... Uh, what genre or specific movie do you choose? So, again, Jeff T. in Albuquerque. I'm assuming New Mexico. <laughs> didn't have NM behind it. It's Albuquerque. not, it's not Al- Albuquerque, Nevada. Uh, your wife is not feeling well, and you decide to choose a movie for her. What genre or specific movie do you choose? That's With, with Lisa, it's always better to go with familiar. Something that with she's any, seen I think, many. I think anybody. Any yeah. something that she's seen multiple times that either she can choose to invest in if she wants to, but she can easily just roll over and fall asleep, and it's just playing in the background. Sure. Uh, probably not Lost Highway. It's easy to go with. I could, I could pull Jaws out and put it out, and she would just mm. it's, two minutes it's, in. It's a it's a comfort movie. As weird as that movie would be, as a comfort movie, especially no, with how it opens, though. Yeah. It doesn't but, get weird until the middle. Um, I would I would easily do Jaws. I could do um, Tootsie. Mm. I could do um, probably The Goonies. Easily those three. There could be a few more that I could pull off the top of my head, but I just I, those those three. For Jamie, it would be Roadhouse, Roadhouse, or Roadhouse, or Waiting. Okay, or Con Air. There's probably uh, probably mean, probably Mean Girls would okay. be the three. I feel like it's a bit of a cop out because you know, we did a whole yeah I know it's episode dedicated to Roadhouse, but those those would be her three. Roadhouse would be I, I would I could put on Roadhouse for myself. A fair amount of early Spielberg I could probably pull, but uh, yeah. What is your chaser question for Nathan or myself? I don't know. You know, figure it out. Send it to us. At by Lisa. care of dot six pack Lisa dot six pack at, at gmail.com. Um, do you have suggestions for future episodes? What do you want to hear us talk about next? Hit us up at our email address, which is six pack dot double feature at gmail.com or get us on Facebook at six pack double feature Instagram at six pack double feature podcast. We're on Twitter, but probably not really. Haven't we just been hacked over there? Don't we get like a lot of like ab workout things <laughs> over there? No, Twitter's there. That's all that's there. It's just there. Don't bother with Twitter. Just you can find us on Twitter, but don't expect anything updated. We're old. We don't follow Twitter. We don't yeah. hardly do Twitter. Definitely don't do the TikTok hip hop to the Rick Rock and you don't stop. Uh follow us on Vine. <laughs> on Vine. On Friendster. Dot Tumblr. And MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace is free now. Wasn't uh, it free before? Probably. It's super free now. Um, do you want a t-shirt? Please buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. Travis is trying to get rid of his inventory so we can get new shirts. Yeah. $8 what, plus What shipping. sizes we got? So. 
We've got. How many got from, left? We've, we've got, got them from, all left. We've got sizes ranging from twelve-year-old girl up to John Goodman. Raging or ranging? <laughs> raging twelve-year-old girl, like the little girl from um, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, up through John Goodman, raging in Barton Fink. So, uh, very small to extra fat. <laughs> we've got stickers that are one size. They're um, just free shy. if you buy a T-shirt, just or two dollars if you don't. <laughs> they're free if you buy a T-shirt. <laughs> two bucks if you don't. Um, they're one size, just shy of coffee mug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the sooner you guys buy these out, the sooner we can do new and fresher designs. We're not making money off of it. We're just paying for the T-shirts. So, oh man, what's next week? Yeah, what is next week? I think I know what next week is. It's going to be heavy, boy. It's going to be good, though. No, we know exactly what next week is. What is it? Manhunter. Oh, yes! And Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. You know he never says that in the movie? I think he says, hello. He says, well, hello, Clarice. Actually, no, he says, well, Clarice, have the lamb stop screaming. I'll bet we talk about that. And a bunch more things. I'll bet we talk about which lecture is better. But you know what? What? He always stayed off the moors. He did. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it. <laughs>